Hello and welcome to Just Needs, a podcast where we talk about parenting children with disabilities. I'm your host, Christina Kozik, and let me just say, I'm glad you're here. This podcast is a project of Exceptional Lives, a nonprofit organization that supports families like yours. You can learn more about Exceptional Lives at our website, www.exceptionallives.org. Welcome back to our Holiday Survival Series. This is the second episode in our five-episode series, and you can catch all of the episodes on our website or by subscribing to this podcast. Holidays are a time for family and gratitude and stress. This is especially true for families of children who may have physical disabilities, cognitive disabilities, or sensory needs that make traveling and change a challenge. It can be hard for family and friends that we don't see often to understand our children's experiences and our unique experiences as parents of children with disabilities. And it can be easy for them to judge us, our relationships with our children, and our parenting decisions. So here are six tips that you can share with family and friends that may be hosting holiday gatherings to encourage more empathy, less stress, and more togetherness. Tip one, assume I look tired because I am tired. I already know that I'm tired. There's no need to point it out. Traveling is exhausting for all families, and even more so for families with children who have a diagnosed or suspected developmental disability. You can assume that physically getting there was not that easy. Traveling by car or plane or bus brings on new challenges for children who may like their routine or who may feel anxious about new things or who may feel the stress of a parent that's trying to pack and prepare and rally the troops to get to a family function. Assume that we have already done a lot of physical and emotional work before we even arrived at the door. Tip number two. Assume the diagnosis is real. Going through the diagnosis process with a child, whether we have accepted the diagnosis or not, is a complex journey that demands respect and space. Just because your child was late to talk but caught up eventually doesn't mean the same thing will happen for mine. Yes, children do develop differently and at varying paces. And yes, my child probably does things similar to your child. But that doesn't make them the same and that doesn't mean that their challenges will play out the same way. Sharing your perspective is helpful. Questioning our child's diagnosis is not. Tip three, assume we've heard your suggested solution before. Once I had children, conversations started involving questions about sleep and school or social activities. This is normal. But be mindful that these questions can be hard for a parent of children with a developmental disability. When you have a kid with a disability, everyone has advice for you. They've read something in a newspaper or heard something from a celebrity, or they know a kid just like yours who did great when their parents did, and then fill in the blank with your favorite kind of advice. We know you mean well, and we know you want to help, but it can feel like you're telling us that what we're doing is not enough or we're not doing it right. Tip number four. Assume there's a lot going on behind the scenes. Things that seem easy to some people are challenging for others. For children who are autistic or who have sensory sensitivities, sounds may be overwhelming. For anxious children, the anticipation of the day may require some extra snuggles or support. Don't judge a parent for giving her son a screen to look at alone. She might be helping him to regulate his body to avoid a meltdown. 
The mother who carefully reads each ingredient listed on the package is doing that because she knows what her child needs, not because she's being controlling. Giving everyone a little grace goes a long way. Tip five, assume that your offers of help or accommodations are appreciated. Those of us who have kids with disabilities are used to scrambling to make things work for our children, and just asking how you can help feels helpful, and you might be surprised at how small efforts can make a big difference for our children. We might ask for fidget toys at a meal, or flexibility when a child wants to sit underneath the table or even in another room, or maybe we ask for a couple of volunteers to run around outside with our kids so that way we can sit down and eat. Maybe we need you to identify a couple of people who can help us get our child's wheelchair up and down the front steps, or maybe make a dairy-free dish or a completely plain version of something you're making so our kids can eat it. We may not need help at all, and our children may not need accommodations, but I can promise that when you ask the question, it feels like love. Tip number six, assuming we are doing our best and then notice. Give us a hug. Tell us that you appreciate the travel or let us know that you think we're doing a good job. Sometimes we think those things are implied, but they're not always. Sometimes we just need to hear it from family and friends. You're doing a good job. Thank you for being here. As parents of children with disabilities, we want to be included, but more importantly, we want to make sure our children are comfortable and feel safe and seen. I hope these tips help you when you're hosting this holiday season. This podcast was written by Julie McIsaac, PhD, learning and mental health consultant, and presented by me, Christina Kozik, for Exceptional Lives. You can subscribe and follow the podcast at our website, www.exceptionallives.org forward slash just needs podcast. Our website has blogs, guides, upcoming events, and a resource directory for Louisiana and Massachusetts. We'd love for you to follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Exceptional Lives. If you enjoyed this episode, please let us know by leaving a five-star rating or review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening.